0: So one year ago, see we, we had our first Monday night so present in this place. And uh, I want us to raise the question how do we open to the dark? We know we really need it. We hope that. Zen will transform um, some of the heaviest burdens we carry. Especially the burden of self. We'd like it to uh, help us transcend our doubt. Is it good enough? Our preoccupation. Especially our preoccupation you know, with the hurts that don't go home. We can come to that because we have an unending search for medicine. We don't even know what the disease is. We just know that there is disease. There is what um, Buddha called the dukkha, the sense that. And that search sometimes brings us to Zen. Or it could bring us even to Catholicism or heroin or acquiring PhDs. We seek medicine. Just about inevitably our Zen teachings treat us by showing us the disease. So I've been studying the teachings of Wei Dung, who was uh, one of the great teachers from China. And um, reading his teachings
1: and what people said about his teachings and during our session a couple of weeks ago, I-, I talked about some of his teachings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Huinam was fond of asking his monks about who they were and where they came from when they came the monks.
0: He once asked the monk, Where have you come from, O oh, worthy, that you bear such great self-conceit? He got right to the point. That was Huinam's teaching teachings. It may not be clear that Wynum was trying to help that monk to so open to the door. It sounds more like a challenge.
1: But was like that. He once came upon some monks that were arguing. It was a windy day and the flag was stepping the wind. The monks were arguing. One group of monks said, the flag is moving.
0: The other group of monks said, the wind is moving. We went up to them and said, Not the flag moving, not the wind moving, your mind is moving. He was like that. His teaching style was, Let me a little confront.
1: Someone recently told me that. My teaching style was one of subtle guidance, which is nice. That's, that's what my name, Yoshi, means subtle guidance. they said that they could imagine someone coming to the Zendo for the first time and hearing one of my Dharma talks and feeling it was not very impressive.
0: Of course. They meant
1: that you have to already have some degree of enlightenment to penetrate the subtle profundity of my (laughs) darling.
0: Or at least that's how I'm taking it. (laughs) They were saying, you have to be wise to seek wisdom. And I think that's the truth. Because wisdom is there, always. But it really is up to us to find it in our lives. There was another monk that came to study with Weinung. His name was Nan Yue. And when Nong met Nan Yue for the first time, he asked him his name. You are king. Mm-hmm. And then we asked, What is this that thus comes? We can really see how the success of the teaching depends on. Uh, the attitude of the student. Now
1: anyway, could have heard that question as if Wayan was saying, "Well, tell me something about yourself." Get a job, you the first canned question in the beginning. It could have forced Wayan's question,
0: forced it to fit his practice categories. Of how to have a conversation. We do this all the time. Everything we encounter is unique. And we could use each experience we have to break through to just this moment. Everyday life is constantly giving us all of the sutras and all of the koans of our Zen tradition. In this encounter
1: between Wei nung and Yue, the story is it wasn't until years later that Yue could return to Wei Nong and give him a reply. This question, what is this that
0: does come? Now, Wei Nung did not tell Nanwei, you should study this question for six years and let them tell me the answer.
1: Nan just knew that there was something in that question. There was something there that might open reality
0: and liberate. And he stayed with it until it hatched. He stayed with the question, who am I, Green? What is this that thus comes? And point on, of course, it subtly pointed anyway, in a particular direction. What is this that thus comes? Evaluate to the direction, I'm not a, a me, but a this.
1: What if you don't make yourself into a cartoon with a black line as an outline separating you from everything
0: else in the frame? What if you really open up to what your experience is showing every day, every moment, about who so called you really
1: is? was a Dharma vessel. He'd already figured out that you don't find the truth in someone else's mouth. We find it in your experience, your openness.
0: You might think that he spent
1: six years thinking about what Nang said, but really what he did was he used what Weyong said to help him investigate his life and his real experience
0: and there's no other way to work. After dealing with this odd question for a while, he must have said to himself, maybe I don't actually know what this really is. Maybe I should look more closely, or maybe I should take a bigger view or at least let go of my servant. That's what Dharma vessels do. You notice this in this machine that we had the weeks ago. If you put five Dharma vessels in a room for a whole weekend, something is to there. Teacher,
1: you know, brings talks and instruction into practice, but everyone supports everyone else in being here.
0: Because our practice of being here catches fragments. Someone recently. ...introduced
1: me to case 31 in the Bluefoot record of collection coins. And the introduction really grabbed me because
0: it gives us a very straightforward instruction on how to hatch dragons. This was
1: given as guidance for how to practice with our coins. But really it speaks to how we practice in our everyday lives. It speaks what it is that actually
0: relieves our suffering. And so the line that grabbed me was this. If you can penetrate thoroughly, trust completely, without a hair of blinding obstruction, you will be like a dragon finding the water, like a tiger taking to the mountains. When I read this, I thought, what an elegant set of guidelines were ours and practices. Penetrate thoroughly. Penetrate thoroughly means don't stop looking. Once you think of something that sounds smart, or something that sounds wise, or something that sounds paradoxical enough to sound like Zen. Don't stop.
1: It's really hard to keep going. It's easy to be satisfied with what we already know and what we already think. ancient sutras repeatedly said that Buddha encouraged, enthused, and inspired those who heard his sermons.
0: I hope
1: he didn't preach too well.
0: Because then people would have gone away from his sermon saying, wasn't that wonderful? I feel so much better now. would be satisfied. But satisfied is not the way to penetrate the Dharma. I think actually that description of Buddhist sermons emphasizes the ongoingness of way-seeking mind. Dharma vessels are never full Once you've added enough dharma, the bottom falls fall completely. So rest are asked to penetrate the room. The instruction also said to trust completely. Trust completely means that
1: whatever is right here is a dharma gate. It's in fact only dominate their illness.
0: And if we look, we see this in the world. Recently, I recently
1: traveled to uh, southern Missouri where my friend Larry lives. Larry, uh, five years ago, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Most people don't live this long.
0: So he's hanging in there. He's maybe a little bit more tired than he was the last time I saw him. And then just a week ago, I went to Seattle and saw my brother, my older brother, who also was looking a little bit more tired
1: than the last time I saw him. His voice is weaker. Um, because he had uh, surgery to remove a liver
0: Sometimes in the morning while we were there, Mary told me that she's not very bendable this morning. Sometimes really adorable. She asked me to help her put on her socks. Sometimes She's not like the 26-year-old that I met 40 years ago.
1: We see this and we really do not want to penetrate the dharma of everyday life. The dharma of everyday life is the dharma of
0: impermanence. It's the Dharma that says, clinging to the past causes suffering. It's the Dharma that says, if we want things to, to be the way they were once before, we're in trouble. The Dharma of American life says over and over again,
1: Everything only arises as part of the kaleidoscope of constantly evolving conditions,
0: and that's all it is just the evolving. Each one of us is just the evolving. If we would open up to the Dharma of everyday life. And trust that this very thing will awaken us. We would see this immediately. The third instruction that this teacher gave in his commentary to the poem, was to investigate without a hair of blinding obstruction. It means don't bring an ounce of yourself into your inquiry. body.
1: Without a hair of blinding obstruction, you don't want to shave of heads. And the symbolism you know, in shaving off your hair is that you're cutting off your attachments.
0: That's what this instruction is saying.
1: We, if we really want to encounter the dharma, we have to drop away our attachments, especially your attachment to self.
0: If you work on a koan because you want to get the right answer to impress your teacher,
1: you've already built a wall between yourself and the Dharma. If you want to protect your ideas about yourself, you're a kind
0: person, you're a patient person, you won't really investigate what is this that does to you.
1: if you would rather not notice that it's not only the others in your life who are aging or who are selfish or who are harmful
0: or who are subject to ill health then the dharma of everyday life is nothing. Because
1: when we part with our blinding obstructions hair by hair those of us who have children, notice that
0: we can get kind of angry at things, sometimes.
1: And we really don't want to. Those of us who have spouses, notice that we can do and say things that hurt
0: their feelings. We really don't want to. But if we don't notice, it and don't repent of it, then our suffering will only increase and we will only feel more and more alienated. so we have to look who we really are, what this really is that does comes. And we might as well admit our faults because
1: Everybody knows them, but us. We might as well soften our efforts to protect ourselves or to enhance ourselves, because that is what
0: causes our alienation and our suffering. I remember as a kid at school, I remember wanting to show that I was smart. I think I thought that I needed to do that in order to make me likable. I'm not sure it made me likable. I think it kind of complicated my relationships, my
1: classmates. And when I look back on it, I think this is what we do. I mean, I wanted to be special in order to be included. You can't handle it. You can't get there from here. You can you know. We take that path. We keep on digging, even though the hole is getting deep. This is not the medicine that the Zen path offers. We really don't see being special. Is the end of suffering.
0: We have a different image for the end of suffering. And that line that I read you before shows
1: us this image. It's like, You'll be like the dragon climbing the water, like a tiger taking to the
0: mountains. That's really the medicine we're looking for. We want to
1: have a place where we feel completely at home. We want to have a place where we can put down the
0: burden of our self-consumers. That's a reason. But at least we get the Zen. If we can do the Zen completely, Letting go of our self-concern. It gives us the experience that maybe it's not catastrophic. to
1: It might give us the courage to notice that the thing we want the most, which is to overcome our alienation,
0: will never be overcome by striving or by trying to be special. Only by entering in completely. And in our tzazen, it's safe to do that. It's safe
1: to enter in completely. It's safe to become still enough to notice that everything is just arising and changing
0: together that our categories of me and you and us and them are pretty shallow and pretty harmful. Then it doesn't hurt us if we let them move.
1: It might turn our world upside down
0: if
1: we, them, we let go of our concerns about ourselves and our sense of our difference from others.
0: But isn't that what you can deserve to The Dharma of
1: Everyday Life is actually the Dharma of the Heart Sutra that we chant. In fact, the Dharma of Everyday Life Despite the fact that it shows us the impermanence of
0: everything, is our only door to real joy in this life. Lots of things bring us pleasure. <throat> some even bring us happiness. But joy only comes to us when we have some relief from the burden. Of our self importance. And it's available to you. It's available to all of us. You can be the dragon when it gains the water, you can be the Zen student when it enters the sun. So, It's my reflection for um, medicine that ends our suffering.